my dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm off my game today. No, you're not. That's true. People are going to have to start making better content. I think we're going to be talking about this for a long time. When you program for everyone, you program for no one. I think it's that we're a purpose-driven platform. Like, we're trying to get to substance. How was that? Are you happy with that? Yeah. This is marketing therapy right now. It it really is. (laughs) What's up? I'm Laura Carrenti. And I'm Alexa Kristen. Welcome back, Adlandia 2018. We made it. So 2018's got us already hustling. Laura's calling in from Jersey. I'm in Connecticut doing our thing. I wish I was calling in on my way to the gym, but clearly that resolution hasn't taken off yet. So better luck tomorrow. I like this new thing that people are saying. It's not a resolution. It's an intention. So I Well, think I we intend to go to the gym tomorrow. I intend to go. <laughs> but now 2018, I'm really excited about 2018. I think there's so a lot of promise in 2018. I agree. I mean, coming off the Golden Globes this weekend, like Oprah's speech, I mean, if you're not feeling hope and a new horizon is ahead of us, I don't, I don't know what you're feeling. Oprah 2020. Yeah, who's your VP pick? I would say, I thought the Natalie Portman thing was hilarious. 
but you mentioned Michelle Obama, and I agree. So Oprah, Michelle, 2020, I'm in. I'm all um, in. Yeah, yeah, there was there was it. so much emotion and passion, and it was really exciting to see um, the platform of Time's Up and the women, you know, on Sundays we wear black, all of the actors and actresses wearing black in solidarity around equality. And, you know, we talked a lot about twenty in 2017, um, this idea of causes and building these sort of purpose-driven platforms, which has given way to these collaborations and unlikely pairings, as you've um, talked much about, too, uh, in 2017. Yeah, I think that, you know, we don't like to do a lot of, like, future casting, but I think that one thing that Laura and I are really excited about right now is in 2018, it's like these unlikely partnerships. Um, I think there's a ton of opportunity for people to not just see what is already established, but to establish new. And we've talked a lot in 2017, we talked a lot about creating new IP, creating new partnerships, creating new brands. Um, so one that I think is kind of interesting, and it's a smaller one, but I think it's really interesting because a big um, you know, global brand, Dunkin' Donuts, partnered to celebrate the darkest day of the year with Wormtown Brewery, which is in um, Worcester, Massachusetts. I think things like that, this is a signal, right? You say, oh, it's a stunt. It was to celebrate the darkest day of the year, to talk about their dark roast. Yes, but Duncan's been pivoting and really talking more about their drink category. And now them going into alcoholic beverages through partnership that's local with rabid fans actually is very interesting. So these are the types of things that we're talking about. And they were selling out in a day. They were selling yeah. out of this beer in a day. So it's not just a stunt. It's really about how do you start getting into new categories? How do you start reaching new customers? How do you actually root yourself in kind of the local fabric and local zeitgeist, but still do it at a national or global brand? And I think I that's that. really interesting. I love that. Yeah, because there's a couple of different ways you can sort of slice this, right? You, what you're talking about is creating limited edition products. And then there's other ways, like over the break, I went to a local spin studio in Hoboken, New Jersey called Prime Cycle. And I just saw recently that they're pairing with Birchbox um, to do certain uh, products that are specific to the studio, right? So again, this pairing of local with yeah. a, a national entity. And I think it's interesting to think about um, that one being around community, right? So you talk exclusive products, you're talking about like-minded brands, you know, fusing together. I think one of the ones Rachel Tipograph alluded to in 2017 was interesting about how DTC brands are sort of galvanizing around community as well and sharing technology that allows them to create best practices and learnings to grow their audiences. So that signal that you just said, Alex, I think is so interesting, this idea of national established brands partnering with local um you know, sort of startup, homegrown, community-driven yeah. uh, brands will be one that it's, it's not necessarily a new thing, but I think one we can probably expect to see more of. Um, one thing that I thought was so smart and um, a lot of people were talking about was how we work invested in the wing. If that doesn't have like layers of signals in the noise, both from um, kind of a female capital standpoint, but also you know, the future of work and how we're going to work and working outside of offices and collaborating with um, maybe somewhat unlikely partners, I think is what we're really excited about. And we brought a guest on 
to talk to us about kind of all of those things. Yeah, Andrew Steinthal, co-founder of The Infatuation, who along with his co-founder Chris Stang started a food discovery platform that was really meant to allow people to learn about new restaurants um, within certain cities that is really just meant to fulfill the context of your everyday life. Yeah, and so I think that Andrew's going to talk a lot about building a brand from the ground up, building a community from the ground up, what it takes, how important trust is, and then going out and looking at different types of partners and partnerships and being kind of relentlessly focused on who they were partnering with because they wanted to make sure that their community was their kind of most valuable asset. And I think that is kind of key going into 2018, your audience and your community. Yeah. So with that, Andrew Steinthal, The Infatuation, and 2018, kicking it in. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, then look no further than the Marketing School podcast hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast in the United States and number 15 on business in the United States. And it has amazing guests such as Alex Hormozzi, Layla Hormozzi, Cody Sanchez. We pull in these amazing interviews with other people that are not only great marketers, but actual operators. And the icing on the cake is Neil and myself were also operators as well. So we share learnings from the trenches. We share secrets that we otherwise wouldn't be sharing with other people. And we also share other advantages that will help you get ahead of your competition. So all you have to do is listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season remind us to embrace change and fearlessly look toward the future. Like Andrew Jarecki, award-winning filmmaker and creator of Movie Phone. The studios didn't really control the theaters. The theaters didn't control the studios. And I thought, well, there's a window in here where I could make things easier for the consumer and also make something that would be very useful for the industry. Or Kellen Kenny, Chief Marketing and Growth Officer at AT&T, who installed fiber in customers' houses rather than leading from afar. It is so crucial that you spend time with the customers. That is the best lesson. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark, more than ever. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, then look no further than the Marketing School podcast hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast in the United States and number 15 on business in the United States. And it has amazing guests such as Alex Hormozzi, Layla Hormozzi, Cody Sanchez. We pull in these amazing interviews with other people that are not only great marketers, but actual operators. And the icing on the cake is Neil and myself were also operators as well. So we share learnings from the trenches. We share secrets that we otherwise wouldn't be sharing with other people. And we also share other advantages that will help you get ahead of your competition. So all you have to do is listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season remind us to embrace change and fearlessly look toward the future. Like Andrew Jarecki, award-winning filmmaker and creator of Movie Phone. The studios didn't really control the theaters. The theaters didn't control the studios. And I thought, well, there's a window in here where I could make things easier for the consumer and also make something that would be very useful for the industry. Or Kellen Kenny, Chief Marketing and Growth Officer at AT&T, who installed fiber in customers' houses rather than leading from afar. It is so crucial that you spend time with the customers. That is the best 
lesson. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. So we're in the studio having spicy margaritas with not spicy. Oh, they're, they're not spicy. No, but they're they're damn good. Nobody like, knew you don't that even they need spicy. You don't there, need there is a hint of spice in here. There's there a is? hint of spice according What's to Lauren. Lauren, our bartender, guest bartender. I mean, watch out, Andy Cohen. This is like watch what happens live at Landia. Compliments of our guest Andrew Steinthal, the co-founder and CRO of the Infatuation. Infatuation. Eats. Oh, you did that really well. Thank yeah. you. I did. I did eats. eats. Five E's. Andrew, that's welcome it, to the show. That's how you say eats with five E's. Do you Just know like that. that Rachel Tippograph? Do you know Rachel Tippograph? Love Rachel Tippograph. So she told me about Eats five um, E's. Like two years ago. And when it was like, there was like, yeah. I don't know, 60 people who were like hashtagging oh. Eats. And you guys created it. We did. The best thing anybody's ever said to us once was, oh, you guys created Eats? Uh, I thought that was like internet speak, like BRB. So tell our listeners at home who, for whatever reason, aren't subscribed to The Infatuation. If you aren't, you better go online right now and do it. Um, what it is, how you built it, and sure. we'll get into the backstory. Loaded question. All right, let's do this. Uh, <laughs> the Infatuation is a restaurant discovery platform. So we help you find great places to eat, drink spicy margaritas, go f- on a date, go out with your friends, you know, go business somewhere lunch. late night, business lunch, situational based dining experiences. You know, Ooh, we, I like that. yeah, we, we, we started because myself and my business partner, Chris Stang, we were both in the music business, right? We were, I was the VP of PR at Warner Brothers Records. Chris was a VP of marketing at Atlantic Records. And we were these dudes who were out all the time going to shows, eating meals because going out to shows, you're eating or drinking or whatever three times a week and you're out and like there was no resource out there for us to turn to to find situational based recommendations that were you know spoken in a voice that we could relate to you know all the all the food and restaurant discovery you know platforms out there were you know more catered towards people who really care about celebrity chefs or cooking or you know that one percent of people who take this stuff really, really seriously. The rest of us just want to know, does this place have a good burger? Can I go here before a show right. at Bowery Ballroom? Can I go here after taping an episode of Adlandia in Hell Brooklyn? Yes. You know, like, you know, situational-based dining recommendations in a way that's fun and interesting and, you know, speaks to the way that we all live our lives. Yeah, and you hear, it's almost like hearing it from a friend. The way you guys, your exactly. editorial, your tone, everything, even like your um, social media, which I love, we love. We were talking about it earlier. Right. Um, feels like you're sitting down with your friends. Like we've always tried to relate to people the way that they would relate to their friends. You know, we don't hire professional food writers. We don't really hire professional writers. We hire people to write about restaurants that experience it the same way that your friends experience it. And I think that's what is so relatable about our content and why initially it it really 
reacted with people was because it was just me and Chris talking to our friends. You know, yeah. that's why it started in the first place was because we were like, we need this for ourselves and for our friends. And then it just started to grow from there. So you have you, you said that you and Chris both got your start um, in the music industry, record business. Um, when we had first met, you gave me the backstory that the infatuation really just started as a side hustle. Yep. Can you talk a little bit about um, what that was like in terms of growing something on the side and at what point you and Chris knew that we've arrived at a place where we can walk away from our jobs at these labels and actually make the infatuation a full-time gig? Yeah. Um, so we, we did this for five years while we had our full-time gigs in the music business. Um, it was quite a journey um, from the beginning, but we, we, this was always, it was never something that we started that we were like, oh, this is a side project that we're just doing it for the passion, right? Like this was always like... We're building a business. Yeah, like we yeah. had always, we, we met um, a long time. We actually met on set at TRL of all places. When Amazing. We were, when we were both college music, college music directors at our respective college radio stations. Uh, when we were, I told you that I had a guest appearance on The Grind. That's that is amazing. Where is that tape? That is so perfect. Was that the Jersey Shore? Of course, oh. my prom weekend. You that is a true thing. Is that does the tape exist? I hope not. All right. Anyway, I mean, was, keep moving. It was cool because we, you know, we we had the luxury of working in the music business, and our bosses approved of what we were doing, which was huge, and they were really supportive. And I don't know that any other industry would have supported something like this, but they got it, and it was a compliment to what we were doing, and. You know, we were able to build slowly, right? We spent so much time just in it, marketing and guerrilla grassroots marketing our brand the way that we knew how to build a band. You know, we, we basically applied everything we knew about building a band to building a brand that happened to be a brand that encapsulated restaurant reviews, right? Yeah, right. yeah. And, and we took all the tricks that we had learned in terms of building audience, building community, and really connecting with them and taking the time to communicate and make people feel like they're a part of something yes. in addition to trying to write hit songs, right? Trying to continue to write stuff that people were going to respond to and connect with. So it took, you know, not building a brand is a, is a, it takes a long time. You it know, does earning, take time. Earning trust is something that you cannot, as Chris, my business partner, says all the time, you can't growth hack trust. There's just no way to do Love it. That. That's right. And, you know, we're... We've been at, you know, it took a minute, but, you know, slowly but surely you would just see at every point we would get another hit or something would happen and like we'd move up a notch and it would keep growing slowly but surely. And you'd, you know, first our friends and our friends of friends and then strangers. And then all of a sudden we were driving people into restaurants and making a difference and you just could see it growing. And at, you know, one point it was just like, all right, if this is going to be fully realized um, to its full potential, it's time to jump. And it took us like a year to fully unwind from our jobs and like convince people that we were actually going to do this, do this do full this. time. And this was going to be our thing, even though we knew deep down that this was what we were going to do. Let's go into the community thing because Alexa and I I'm talk like a upset, lot about, yeah. Yeah, about what it takes because I don't think a lot of people understand, um, especially in the fact that you talked a lot about this off mic, that you didn't put paid investment behind that. You haven't taken money from VCs to invest. Everything was very grassroots in the same way yeah. as you... you um, Reference in the same way you would build a band or, or a following of a band. Can you talk about what community building looked like at the infatuation early days and how that plan has evolved? Yeah, yeah like early, early days. Early. I mean, look, we, we, we launched the infatuation in April 2009, right? And the iPhone was like two years old. Twitter was brand new. And we knew that this was going to be a business and a you know brand that was built on the back of social media. And 
we spent hours on Twitter building community. I mean, like we would go in there and just start responding to anybody talking about Momofuku or Shake Shack or any of the restaurants that were popular and cool and people were talking about on social. And we just hop into conversations, like posts, follow people and hope they would follow us back. And I would sit there for three hours, literally a day, just doing stuff. I mean, at that point, it was like I would go on Chowhound and start like jumping into conversations because it was like a message board back then that like right. people actually kind of used to get recommendations. And I would I had no business. I'd never been on it before in my life. But like I started going in there and posting part of our reviews to relevant things and, you know, hoping that people would click on our links and we'd go on Yelp. We got kicked off Yelp like three times I was gonna because, ask. I wanna, because I, I basically go, go on all the restaurant and, pages yeah. and then be like, here's two or three lines from our review. Go check out the whole thing. At, at that point, it was immaculateinfatuation.com. And <laughs> they kicked me off because they're like, see you later. What are you doing? Stop, <laughs> stop using this to self-promote. But it's all about trying to find audience that might be interested in what you're doing and spending the time to go connect with people in those worlds. And like that's what we did for f- literally five years. And How big is the community today? Uh, it's tough to say. I mean, like across all platforms, we probably reach about 3 million people a month. But, you know, we have, look, Instagram is also a huge piece of our community puzzle, right? Yeah. And, and so are, we're events. Like we started doing events one year in as a company. We put tickets on sale to an event that we called Turkey Leg Ball. And this was like a fun, just like ridiculous party where we got a couple brands to come in, McAllen being one of them. And come pour drinks and serve food and have a good time. And, you know, we had, I remember going into a meeting at work. We had put tickets on sale, went into a meeting, came out an hour later, and we were sold out of 300 tickets. And we were like, who are they? It was before we could even go to friends and family. And we were like, who are these people? (laughs) But, like, the reality is that people want to come and hang. They want to meet like-minded people. If you can create something, you know, a a community around an idea that people want to share on. And it's it's similar like what you guys are doing right now. I think the people who listen to this show want more like I started listening to the show and I'm like this is amazing because I'm really interested in this world and I think you guys know what you you know you you connect on a real level how did you find it I was tipped off um, by a girl we were interviewing who was like do you listen to this podcast and I was like what did you hire her I tried to (laughs) (laughs) I started binging all of it and then immediately I hopped on Twitter and was like what are you guys doing because it's something that I think is is necessary and interesting and I think there's a there's a big need for a fresh voice in this whole advertising space. Yeah. No, there know? is. So. We'll for talk. Sure, for and, sure. and I think it's the same, it's same. It was the same thing for food, right? Like the same. I, I kind of want to. The same voices had been around for so long. It was, you know, and so they, who they you, all do. And who they, are and they? Like, who are those voices? So it's like. You know, the New York Times and Bon Appetit. And New York Mag. New York Mag and Food and Wine and the Food Network. And like those, those are all great publications, right? Like they yeah. all serve a specific audience and they do it really, really well. Mm-hmm. But like for a community that is being, you know, connected to each other via social and the internet it's it's a different thing i think what alexa and i are after marking is the very same thing you know you're talking about in the food business it's it's access it's sort of that underground niche we've been talking about this rat pack community that we're creating that um really speaks to the authentic like you talk about i just want to get a review about where to get a burger with my buddy and we want to talk about the conversations over spicy margaritas that, that aren't happening that, you know, that people don't hear and they're right. not having these kind of provocative right. conversations that they need to have and like, bring it mainstream yeah, and stereo sound right you know totally and it's also about empowering people with knowledge right i think right. i think it's like the, the one of the best things that people have always said to us is that like you make me look so good because you give us all this information and we pass it on as our own and like yeah. We, we look like a million bucks and that's the whole point for right. us yeah. at least right is like this discovery platform where we want people to know all the great spots and like right. if we're helping you 
pick a great restaurant for a first date and that works out, you're going to tell us about Hell it. yes. So what are brands when they're coming to you? Because I assume a lot of them, I know, are coming to you at yeah, this point. Yeah, I mean, they, they come, we go to them. That's been our, like, we, we we're really pretty... And you say, I want to work with you because oh, yeah. I have a... We go, we, we, I mean, our whole world is curation, right? So, like, we've been really mm-hmm. specific about the brands that we work with from the beginning. And we knew, look, coming from the music business, brands underwriting a lot of the music. He's like, the music business is great because you got to learn how to market with no money, right? So that is always a challenge. So, we, you know, we have underwrite videos or you know back then it was like diesel was a big brand and like you they had a community of people you could get a song on their cd if you're from like new jersey diesel is still a big brand yeah uh, well sure <laughs> um but you know they they would create you could they could bring in money they could create uh, you know new audience to market yourself towards so you know we, we when we started the company we made a list of brands that were on our hit list from the beginning from day one that were like american express and nike and whole foods and at that time like seamless and delta and you know we just started hacking away you know trying to figure out how to make relationships with these people and it took a lot of time like i was knocking on the mx door for literally five years before i finally cracked it open to get in there and now they're our longest tenured and biggest partner and we do all kinds of interesting stuff with them so what are you focusing on because you told me like i'm not from this industry i didn't grow up in media (laughs) i'm not beholden to legacy we what does that look on like experience, to you? right? It's like the so what is your social experience? Where do consumers and real human beings spend their time, right? They spend their time on their phones, they are scrolling through Instagram, they are on Twitter, they're on whatever platforms they are choosing, right? They're messaging with their friends, like texting back and forth, and they're going to do shit, do right. cool things, right? They want to go and experience things and meet new people and post stuff on their social media about how cool their lives are, right? Yeah. Like, and so that's what we do. We create experiences online and off and like integrate a brand into our world. So, right, like we're a restaurant discovery platform. All the guides and content that we do on the web, it's all based around, you know, food, dining, restaurants. You know, we don't do news or anything like that. But we are able to underwrite a lot of that stuff around a narrative or a theme that we would do anyway that we can fit a brand into. And you have a very editorial yes. right, perspective. It is 100%. absolutely it's editorial. editorial. And it's a very specific and, voice and POV. And, and we'll do yep. like a package of content like our summer guide, for example, which we've now done for six straight years. We've sold it for five straight years that we sell for a ton of money. That's a big content package that a brand underwrites that Stella Artois under- And what does under- that look like? like what does that this, incorporate? This year. Incorporates a big launch of content. They own a couple of the guides inside of it. We do a ton of social content where we'll go to a bunch of accounts that they have um, that they serve at and create social first content that live across our 24 Instagrams. I mean, like we... You know, we have a main infatuation account. We have localized accounts. And, yeah, you guys crush markets. the Instagram We have, game. like, at burger, at pasta, at tacos. I at, know. The fact that you actually have those. At ice cream, insane. at coffee. It's, so it's wild. So, insane but like to that, me. And that helps us fill the spreadsheet with impressions. It's like right? at internet. So, and then we, and then <laughs> right? we go like, and we create cool experiences. We'll go to a bar, a restaurant, take it over, invite either consumers or, you know. Cool our, people like our, Adlandia listeners. Correct. Like, cool, you know, tastemakers, cool people, uh-huh. people with big social followings. The, the bad I word that nobody wants to say, but that every brand is interested in all the influencers. So talk to us a little bit about how the infatuation over the course of five years has been able to get the three million plus. You were talking a little bit earlier about how um, you've been able to stick to the script. You've been able to follow what I would say is probably a finely tuned um, algorithm Formula. Formula. Yeah. You you created a formula. 
for yourself, right? How you've been able to stay the course, continue to grow. Last episode, Alexa and I were talking a lot about how many of these digital first platforms, some of which, you know, we use social in the same capacity that you were, that chase scale. Mm-hmm. So three million in, in their world would seem very small. Nothing. Um, why do you think what the, the approach you're doing has been able to and, and will presumably outlast some of these others that are either having to sell or... Sure. Um, you know, I, I think it's just because it's real. You know, I, th- I think that... hundred percent. Yeah, and it's also like there's value, right? And I think that, you know, Chris and our editorial um, editor-in-chief, Hillary Reinsberg, like there, it, it's all about value to the consumer. Like every single piece of content that we do on the web and on social, it's all based around discovery and about value. And like if it's, if it's just throwaway content garbage, like we're not going to do it, you right. know? So it all comes down to that. Are you a part of people's lives in the day-to-day? Like that, that's, that's what we strive to be and that's what we've kind of become for a lot of people. There's also a ton of you know, there's, there's passion behind our brand and what we're doing. People really connect with it. So if you can, if you can figure out how to become a part of people's lives, then that's massive, right? People's that 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 there's so much more power in that, and that's why it's it's also a challenge for us because we're small, right? That three that three million people a month, right? That's spread across web, Instagram, our messaging platform, Textrex, which you text us and you can get you know, real-time restaurant recommendations back from humans, you know, and our newsletter and whatever. There's a lot of different platforms, um, our app that we have. Can you talk about your app? Yeah. And can you talk about TextRex? Yeah, the humanization element I think is really interesting. The app is kind of a, you know, as as our product team says, a diet version of the website. So it's it's really (laughs) about like nearby and when you're out running around, you can pull up our app. Yeah. And then our our messaging service is called TextRex and... In, we're, we're live in New York and L.A. now. And, you know, we heard for a long time that people would come to us and be like, I know you have a website. I know you have an app. But just tell me where to go. Because yep. it's 2000. It was 2015 when we launched it. But, like, people don't, they don't have the attention span. They don't want to spend so much time looking for stuff. They just want you to tell them what to do. So, yep. like, this was so a solution for that. So why did you choose that. human versus because automation? Bot, because automation. The, it's not there so, yet. Correct. It, someday AI will be there. And, and we'll be able to combine what we've got with all the conversation data that we've got over the last, yeah. uh, you know, last couple of years running this service. But. You know, right I now, like you yeah. can't, there is no robot that can tell you that when you're a party of six and you have a couple of vegetarian friends and you want to eat on the Lower East Side that like, you know, this restaurant is the answer. For Although you, I, you I know? will say like, I, I yes. know we're all excited about the future of AI and the ability to program these things. But I'm I, so I have over to, people talking about I it. I have to say every, uh, any person that I've talked to that is obsessed and I feel like you're platform is one that you're either you're either all in or you don't know about it like Correct. that's like literally the, the differentiation that's totally true um yeah. when they talk about that feature the first thing they say is that they're talking to a human the value that we get outside of uh, like from the messaging platform is invaluable like yes. it, it's crazy mm-hmm. it basically drives like w- the trends that we see inside right like we're doing a lot of conversations every day we have stuff coming in so all now day. You have so, data that you're so we have all this data. Right? So like so so the Ooh. data inside of Textrex informs our editorial, right? Yes, like we 100%. keep we see trends. We're like, oh people are having trouble finding this. Let's do this, right? Like some people in the platform are using the word casual. Like that's one of the most popular terms in the in Textrex outside of high and by and like mm. you just see it over and over again. And we never thought casual, what does casual actually mean? mean but like right. people use the word, right? So they want and they want content based around the words that they use so we started doing casual this and casual that casual italian casual sushi and it does really well or like the super cute 
you know, guy to going and hanging out with your friends. I just want a super cute restaurant. That's what so are we you kept redefining, hearing over and over again. Yes. Yeah, are you redefining the food and, and travel category based on these sort of what I wouldn't call demographics. I think they're new types of psychographics that you wouldn't be able to get based on traditional media insights, right? Like people 100%. are telling you, they're giving you the vernacular. Yeah, I think I think it's yeah. a definitely a different audience. And before we came around, a really hard audience, especially in food, to reach. I don't know where you would go to reach our audience of, you know, 20-something and 30-somethings that are maybe really into food, but like, or passively into food, right? It's It's... You know, for a lot of the other publications, they've focused on the 1%, right? Like of people that are like That's really right. into yeah. it. And for us, our audience, we look at it and it's like it's everybody because, you know, there, there's a lot of social capital in knowing where to go. I mean, look, and to get back to the TechStrike thing, one last point is like yes. there's just there's so much data inside of that. We, we are sitting on a treasure trove yeah. of like real-time data as it pertains to like millennial drinking, dining, you know, trends, right? That, that we're going to start hacking up, putting a dice. A, a data scientist on and like serving as our offering as part of the packages that we offer to brands. What's your most valuable asset? Trust. 100%. I mean, that's that's what the audience, so people pay for is that our audience trusts us and, you know, that's what the brands kind of come in for and that's why people, while, while, while users come back is because they, you know, look, they're never going to agree with us every single time. You're not going to be right about every single restaurant, but at least they know where we Stand. So it's time, Lauren. We could probably use one more shake before we go. Um, Kill by DIY. He's slamming his margarita to prepare for this. I'm nervous. Don't be nervous. This is a big. This is this is. As somebody who's not from media, this should be easy. You answer pretty quickly. You got it all. You you got it all. Okay. Can we kill Yelp? I mean, aren't you? That's. I mean. I mean, isn't Yelp (laughs) already dead? Is it? I think it's. It's so. It's so terrible. And no one uses it. Great. You said it, not me. It is. It is terrible. Even the bartender agrees. Okay. What are you buying? I'm going to buy Anchor. You know really? what Anchor is? Yeah. Of course. We do. Yes. And, 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 and tell people them. what you're going to do with Anchor when you buy it. I'm going to put, I'm going to move everything into that platform. That's, that's it. But it'd be interesting to be in your car and be like, hey, what, what's near me right now using voice? And then it comes back to you with like, these are, this is the infatuation recommended burger. That's right. And we nearby. talked about what the, right. the audio cue for that will be. Tell everyone. Eat. <laughs> Love it. And what are you killing? We or doing? Killed. Oh, sorry, what are you doing yourself? Uh, how about rebuilding like food TV, but not on TV? If people want to find you, where are they going to find you? They're going to find us at theinfatuation.com, at infatuation on all social platforms. Uh, you can find my email on the infatuation website, but it's Steinthal, theinfatuation.com. Hit me up or... <laughs> Shmooey on all social platforms. Yeah, I love Shmooey. <laughs> well, Andrew, thank you for bringing Lauren and thank you for bringing Don Julio. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank you. So that's our first episode of 2018. Totally interesting that we decided to start the year with a conversation around food. I and know. intentions to go to the gym. But intentions like- to eat better. <laughs> but like the new Soul Cycle campaign, screw resolutions. We are here for healthy living in 2018 and really, really good conversations with our community. And with that, thank you, Cameron Drews. You're stuck with us for another year. <laughs> Matt Turk, Andy Bowers, all our friends and family at Panoply. And Adlandia, let's do this 2018. We'll talk to you in two weeks. Full disclosure, our opinions are our own. 
I told you that I had a guest appearance on the grind. Is that does the tape exist? I hope not. That should be an Atlantia. That should be an Atlantia promos immediately. Actually, should I know people? We know people at Viacom. Just give them a call. Let's keep moving. That's that's really good. So, so we. You brought it up, by the way. I just (laughs) want to be clear that you brought it up because you wanted it brought up. All right. Anyway, keep moving. It was cool because we, you know, we we had. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards, like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast.